What's going on, everyone? How does VIG free betting sound? Well, it's available today at betteredge.com. That's right. Get rid of the minus 110. Start making a lot more money betting the same games you already are. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Put in promo code SBD for a free 20 bucks and start winning VIG free today. Online, betteredge.com, promo code SBD. What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How we doing on a Monday? Today is the 4th. 4-4. 4-4-22. What's going on out there? How was your weekend? Did you have a nice weekend betting sports? Hopefully you did. On today's show, like we do every Monday, we'll recap the weekend picks and uh, talk about a few things we took away from the weekend uh, from a sports betting point of view. Special thanks to Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy combines player props with daily fantasy sports. If you've ever played DFS before, FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever, you've got to check out Thrive Fantasy. As I said, they just combine player props with DFS, so you build a lineup with player props. Great payouts, totally fair Uh, player pools, right? You're not going to get caught up in these tens of thousands of people like some of the other sites. Very fair pools, big payouts, so much fun. Online thrivefantasy.com or download the app. Put in promo code SBD uh, for Sports Betting Daily. SBD when you're signing up and that'll get you a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. You put in 100, all of a sudden you've got 200 in your account. So uh, online thrivefantasy.com, download the app. Put in promo code SBD when you're signing up for that deposit bonus. All right, so over the weekend, we went 5-5-1. Five, five and one. It's funny, three of the last four weekends, floating right around 500. And then, of course, uh, last weekend, we had the 10-1-1 one one run. So uh, overall record, sometimes you guys ask for this. I, I hear from some of you on social media, hey, give us your overall record. What's your overall? Since we've been doing this publicly, uh, this includes the last podcast we did, The Sharp Angle, which I think we're bringing back, but stay tuned for that news. Uh, total record, 338 wins. 257 losses and 32 draws. That's good for a 56.80 win percentage. But as we've talked about before, it doesn't matter what your win percentage is. If you're betting all 10 to 1 favorites and you're going 60%, you're still losing a lot of money, right? So what matters is break-even percentage. Uh, Our break-even percentage is 53.93%. Another way to think about that is the average bet that we've given out on the podcast publicly has been minus 117. And it's that's rounding, it's about minus 117.09. But still, we can round to minus 117. So that's the average bet, right? Some are minus 110, some are minus 120, some are minus 130, but that's the idea is the average bet is minus 117. The reason, as I said, that matters, you want to know everyone's break-even percentage. Whether you're buying picks from someone, listening to a TV show, a podcast like this, you want to know break-even percentage. That's the most important thing. Because again, if your break-even percentage is lower than your percentage... Well, you're, you're winning money, okay? If your break-even percentage is equal or higher, you're either breaking even or losing money. So that's what's important. What is your average bet? And I see this all the time on Twitter where these, you know, these fake professionals are giving out games, you know, uh, minus 150, minus 200. Oh, don't worry. Buy the half point here. Buy the half point there. Take the alternate line. And it's like those add up, right? And then they advertise, yeah, we're 60%. 
It's like, yeah, no shit you're 60%. Your break-even percentage is 65%. Of course you're 60%, right? But they don't understand that. They don't realize how important break-even percentage is. Uh, If you only make, this is where the whole 55% comes in. If you only make minus 110 sports or minus 110 bets, your break-even percentage is 52.38. Okay, remember that, 52.38. So theoretically, if you're going 53%, only betting minus 110, that's a winning percentage. And that's where the whole 55% came in. Okay, now that's sort of the standard, oh yeah, if you're 55%, if you're a pro, if you're a pro, you go 55%. That's all based on minus 110. And that math is true, but what's very unlikely is that you make every single bet in your career that's minus 110. You're not going to have an occasional minus 115 or minus 105 or hell, an underdog plus 150. So that incorporates everything. If you bet only minus 110, your break-even percentage is the standard 52.38. But if you bet any other games besides minus 110, your break-even percentage changes, and you have to keep track of that if you know how pro- or to know how profitable you are as a sports better. So uh, five five and one on the weekend overall record, as I said, 338. 257 and 32. Overall percentage 56.8. Break even percentage 53.93. Takeaways from this weekend. Um, You know what's interesting is a lot of you uh, were looking for a basketball pick for the Final Four. And I didn't give out much for the Final Four or for even the Elite Eight, you know, leading up. I think I gave out one over under that did not come in. But just to let everyone know, you know, a takeaway from this weekend is. If you've listened to this show for any, you know, substantial amount of time, uh, you know, a couple weeks, a month, whatever, you realize that I reside in these smaller market sports. And the reason I do this is simple. Those markets that are softer are easier to win in by definition. And until you hit a point in your career or until I hit a point in my career where the limits are not enabling me to maximize my return... I don't have to reside in major markets. I don't have to bet the NFL and the NBA in huge events like like the Final Four. Now, that's what a lot of you watch on TV, and that's what a lot of you want to hear me give bets out on, right? But it's just a fact that the softer the market, the less attention gets paid to those markets, the easier it is for me to win. So 95% of my bets are going to be in smaller market sports, smaller market events. That's why I give out NHL and soccer and college baseball games, not because I love soccer and, and hockey. I mean, I love basketball. I love football, but that's where I make my money. That's where I feel comfortable that I have a legitimate edge. Because to say that you have an edge in sports betting, that's quite a statement. You know, I've studied computer science at, at University of Denver and MIT. And I'll tell you, the amount of people who try and make a system for either stock trading or sports betting, there are, you know, probably thousands, if not tens of thousands of people who are working on it or worked on it and have some kind of model. Well, of those tens of thousands of people, there's probably under a thousand that actually have a winning model. That's what it comes down to. Anyone can make a complex database or a complex algorithm or, or learn how to write code. It's not about that. It's about converting that into a legitimate winning situation. And so that's why I bet what I bet is sports betting is, is difficult. It's hard to win long-term. If you're just betting Final Fours and TV games and your favorite NBA games, you're not going to win money, in my opinion, long-term, unless you are so powerful 
with information that you can either beat the market to line moves or greatly evaluate, you know, public things like, uh, let's say next year, uh, David Carr gets ruled out for the, for the Oakland uh, Raiders or the LA or the goddamn, uh, Vegas Raiders. Okay. If he gets ruled out for a game or two, you, and you think you have a better read than the market does on how much he's worth, you can bet into that. But that's my point. It's so hard to do that when there's so much information out there. The more information is known, the easier that it, that information is to price. That's why the final four in college basketball is actually very, very hard to bet on. Now, college basketball as a whole is actually a soft market, but that's all the way up through the regular season to March Madness. Then when everyone starts betting on March Madness and paying attention to college basketball, well, so do the books. Because the more money they get and the higher the limits, the more they're going to pay attention to it. So actually, just by the nature of an event being a big event and being televised and everyone watching it, that becomes a more difficult market to beat. You know, think about it in terms of college hockey. College hockey, I bet all the time. <laughs> you talk about a soft market, that's college hockey. But this week or coming up this uh, Thursday in a few days, it's the, the Frozen Four, which although still soft, it becomes a little bit more tough of a market just because more people are watching and more people are betting. So if there's one takeaway, you know, I've said this before, if you want to start winning more money betting sports, just start betting in smaller markets. And I know that's tough to do. It's, it, it's, it's not as fun. You may not have a lot of games that, that, that are you know, your favorite team or that are on TV, but that's one way to approach betting much you know, smarter than a lot of people do. Just stop betting the NFL and the NBA so much, you know? Um, and I know that's the fun thing, okay? But often, the fun thing isn't the best approach in sports betting, okay? So if there's one takeaway, you know, soft markets can become tougher the bigger they get. And uh, five, five in one weekend, not too bad at all. Hopefully, you guys had a couple more winners in there. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.